Good afternoon and welcome to America's Heroes Group Roundtable with partner Veteran Healthcare Policy Institute. It's Saturday, March 19th, 2022. March is National Women's History and Disability Awareness Month. I am co-founder, Vietnam veteran and host, Cliff Kelly. Okay, I am uh, Dr. Damon Arnold, uh, Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, the co-host with Cliff Kelly, the iconic of Cliff Kelly. Thank you. I'm so always pleased and honored to be in his presence. That's true. And we have our executive producer, Glenda Smith, and our uh, digital media producer, Ivan Ortega of Scouts Honor Productions, the Honorable. And also, we just want to uh, reach out to those Marines who were killed in that aircraft uh, crash in Norway. Uh, we've, our hearts go out to their families. And then also President uh, Zelensky in uh, Ukraine. So today we're going to be talking to um, our partner, Suzanne Gordon, and who is with VHPI Senior Policy Analyst. And her work uh, expands over uh, decades reporting on health care programs workers, uh, the policy, and also she has authored uh, or edited 21 books. Suzanne has, uh, as you know, probably uh, insomnia that goes beyond anything to do all that work. And Suzanne has written uh, two books, The Battle for Veterans Health Care and Wounds of War. Today's discussion is going to revolve around the Air Commission recommendation released from the VA Secretary uh, recently. So, Suzanne, how are you doing today? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Hello? Oh, yes, yes, doing Hi, fine. Sorry. Hi, how are you? Oh, doing great. How are you? <laughs> Good, I'm great, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, so tell us a little bit, a little bit about this. Um, what is going on with the uh, Air Commission's recommendations? So the Air, Com- the Air Commission was mandated under the Veteran, the VA Mission Act of 2018, which, you know, was a, an act which was tragically passed with overwhelming support of Democrats, with some notable exceptions, like Nancy Pelosi and Bernie Sanders, um, as well, interestingly, as Republicans like Mike Rounds from the state of South Dakota in the Senate, um, and it outsourced a lot of care to the private sector, and it established something called an Asset and Infrastructure Review Commission to figure out over the next couple of decades which VA facilities to close, improve, repurpose, reconsolidate, etc. And on March 14th, the Secretary of the VA, Dennis McDonough, um, re- released his recommendations, which involved shutting down medical centers, hospitals, emergency departments, inpatient units, clinics, mental health, um, and um, it's really, a, a, in, our, in our view at VHPI and certainly in my view, a, a, a big privatization effort, um, which I think should be resisted. It's already attracted a firestorm of protests from unions um, and um, from congressional, uh, you know, congressmen and senators, including, ironically, 
John Tester, who sponsored the bill and is now claiming that, you know, he didn't intend for this to happen, okay. or for this kind of recommendation to happen. Oh, boy. You know, so so the Assets Infrastructure Review, it's really, that's what AIR stands for. And so this is not about reorganizing what's already existing under the existing VA system, but a move to privatize it. That's what you're saying. Well, it's very complicated because, I mean, he's claiming the secretary. So let me just say that, that what, what has to happen is that the VA secretary makes this list of recommendations. The recommendations were based on very flawed data, which we can discuss, that were was assembled by Trump-era consultants and who, you know, tilted very heavily towards outsourcing and privatization. And, um, and it, the recommendations go to this Air Commission, which uh, a nine-member commission, which the secretary also, or the, or the, the president also announced the membership of, of this commission, which we can discuss. It's, it's, it's quite disturbing. Um, and then the commission has to, you know, has a very short amount of time to, to review thousands and thousands of pages of documents yes. and, um, and then submit a, a list of recommendations, which could be the same as the secretary's or not, to the president, who then can say, oh, we like this, oh, we don't like it, send it back to the commission, and then the final list goes to the president. The president can kill it or send it to Congress. And Congress, you know, like the base closing legislation, has to vote it up or down. So nobody can say, take this off the list, take that off the list. The whole thing is voted up or down. Yeah, because, you know, it came out in three parts, right? So the first part is about an 85-page document. Right. Um, and then, this, you know, it was really talking about the infrastructure, the assets and the infrastructure. And the second part was really the recommendations, and then they had appendices for the third right. part. So the, yeah, so the appendices are, you know, hundreds of pages mm-hmm. per market, right? I mean, you know, the, 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 I mean, they base these recommendations on – I mean, I think it's, it's really important to understand – that they base these recommendations on data collected mostly between 2015 and 18, some additional data between 2019. Uh, all the data, um, m- much of the data asked the wrong questions and not, not the right questions. Um, and then none of the data includes the impact of COVID on the American healthcare landscape. And which which has you know completely changed, um, and it's and when they looked at the commercial healthcare you know facilities and institutions and systems, they never asked you know they they make assumptions about developing strategic partnerships with private sector providers, but they never asked the private sector providers if they wanted to partner, if they had the capacity to absorb veteran patients, if they had the competence, mm-hmm. um, or most importantly, if they would accept VA payment rates. So the yeah. data, I mean, the secretary, in my view, should have rejected the data and said we need to go back to the drawing board. Mm-hmm. Instead, he's committed to the Biden administration to, in my view, a disastrous plan of privatization. And, you know, this is in an election year. I mean, there, there's going to be an election, a midterm election, and already the Republicans 
who, you know, many of whom voted for this or supported this are saying Biden is abandoning veterans. And I think that the president and the Democrats risk losing um, the election to the Republicans in part because of this, because they just fed, you know, they fed the Republicans or the opposition with their talking points for the midterms, at least when it comes to the veteran voter. Yeah, so, you know, this commission, when they actually formulated the membership for the commission, uh, you know, if I give a paper, for example, um, I have to always have uh, a disclosure statement. Do I have, you know, uh, private interest uh, in in, in presenting my data and my uh, information? Uh, So how do they pick this commission and who's really on it? Are they representative of the veterans themselves or are they? Oh, Damon, that is such a good question. Um, The the slated chair of the commission, Patrick Murphy, is a Democratic congressman from um, Pennsylvania who is a, you know, a consultant that claims to be a health care consultant. He um, is on a, an advisory board to Cerner, which has, you know, made billions in this botched IT, VAIT adventure. And also, he is a on an advisory board for Northwell, which is the largest private sector provider of, of health care to veterans in the state of New York. Um, Jonathan Woodson, who was in the DOD and um, who served in the, you know, he oversaw the privatization of the military health system. Um, we have some Joyce Johnson who was a rear admiral in the Coast Guard and who served on the the Commission on Care that was mandated by the Choice Act. And she was part of the notorious straw man group that that favored the total privatization of the VA health care system. These are Democratic picks. You know, the the structure of the the commission was that... um, the president got five picks in House and, 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 you know, the Republicans got two and the Dems uh, leadership got two. And, and Mitch McConnell, apparently, we, we don't know who his pick was. Christine Hill practically wrote the Air Commission law, and she's, you know, a very conservative person who favors privatization of the VA system. But the Democratic picks are heavily tilted toward privatizers, people who've, who've had, who've been kind of on the record of the privatization of this or that. We, we do have Michael Blecker, who was one of the heroes of the Commission on Care. He is the executive director of the San Francisco Bay Swords to Plowshares, um, and Blecker is wonderful. And then we have Carl Blake from Paralyzed Veterans of America. But the other folks are pretty iffy and downright you know, tilt towards privatization, not to mention that not a single person there has any any experience with capital asset or facility management, which is what this is all about. Yes, yes. Besides I mean, you have to go over, maybe you, you know, you, you're quite different from me, but the fact that somebody was a doctor or the fact that somebody is pro-VA or whatever, I mean, they will have to evaluate reams of data that I have trouble understanding, and I, you know, worked as a healthcare sort of researcher and journalist for years, and they will have to be able to evaluate, 
you know, this narrative that the secretary is spinning that, oh, it's too expensive to repair these old buildings and we have to just shut it down and build, you know, nine over, over almost $200 billion worth of new facilities. It doesn't pay to keep these old facilities. Mm-hmm. And there's nobody on the commission who can say, wait a minute, do you really need to build a whole new facility? Maybe you could build a new wing. You know, Suzanne, one, one of the other issues that, you know, you just maybe uh, brought to mind is that, you know, who's in charge of the medical record at that point as well? Because uh, as we are, you know, going through combat situations, you have to have a uh, LOD, we used to call it line of duty statement. All those things should be part of your medical record. So mm-hmm. will the private provider have access to that detailed information, you know, from the VA? How are they going to secure it? How are they going to make sure that, it is uh, analyzed in the correct way. Uh, that's another issue I can't, uh, you know. Well, there are so many issues that they left out. For example, you know, what happens? I mean, th- they are talking about a massive outsourcing. I mean, the outsourcing of patient care to the private sector that is in these recommendations makes the Mission Act and Choice look like a you know, a sort of a minor exercise. They're talking about a massive you know, outsourcing of care to the private sector. And, um, you know, they're not asking questions like, what happens to veterans who are harmed by private sector physicians or institutions? Because that came up during the Mission Act, and it was stated that they would be dependent on, you know, the private sector tort system. In other words, you'd have to go to a lawyer and get them to take the case and, you know, in the VA, if you get hurt by a VA clinician or whatever, mm-hmm. you and you can prove it, you be, you become service connected for life. Mm-hmm. Um, out there in the private sector, you know, you have to go through the malpractice system, and we know that only two point six percent of genuine malpractice claims ever make it to court. Um, I worry about the quote unquote disruptive veteran. You know, the patient who's unruly or yells or screams or throws the chairs or, God forbid, tries to hurt someone. And there's a very robust program in the VA to deal with these patients. In the private sector, they would be fired. I mean, private sector physicians are given tutorials on how to, how to fire a patient who doesn't take their meds as recommended, much less, you know, throws chairs and curses at you. Oh, true, true. So that's another area is the behavioral health versus the physical health, uh, that the experience and the knowledge of people who are in the VA system. Uh, and, and many of these people also uh, were veterans themselves. Uh, when you go to the, you know, go yeah. and get your X-ray film performed or your nurse or your, or your doc, uh, that they actually have experience with veterans. Many, you know, some of them were veterans themselves. Uh, well, let me give you a, a story, you know, a, a story of what, will be gone if they do this. I mean, they want to get rid of almost all inpatient care in many, many places, and they want to turn it all over to um, um, the private sector, and then they have this cockamamie idea that they can embed VA surgeons and clinicians in private sector hospitals. I mean, show me how that's going to work, you know, but... um, there, I I know a, a woman. I interviewed a woman in the Milwaukee VA who ran there, who's a psychologist who ran their um, 
PTSD program, and uh, one of her Iraq vet patients was scheduled for, for a gallbladder m- removal surgery, and when, you know, was admitted to, to for pre-op, pre-op operation, and he kind of had a meltdown. And so the surgeon looked in the medical, re- you know, the, the shared medical record, found out that this woman was her his psychologist, called him up and said, you know, Joe is having a meltdown. What should I do? And she said, oh, Joe, right. You know, and she said, do this, that, and the other thing, and he did. And then she walked across the street and went to see Joe, and Joe had his surgery and was fine. That would be almost impossible, that scenario in the private sector, because the psychologists would probably not work in the same system. They're all fee-for-service. They don't share the same medical record. And I can't imagine that, you know, some psychologist working in suburban, you know, uh, uh, Berkeley or Oakland is going to drive over to Fort Miley, you know, for an hour, a three-hour journey to see a patient. For, to which She's not, you know, it's fee-for-service. It's They don't get paid for that. And you're, you know, so you're going to have all kinds of problems. Um in mm-hmm. South Dakota, uh, they plan closing several facilities, and this is a, and, and transferring patients to hospitals in which their own data says there's higher readmission rates and higher rates of hospital acquired medical conditions. Mm-hmm. Not to mention the fact that a report has just came out saying that you know 50% of rural hospitals are slated for closure. So you know now the VA which could help solve the rural hospital crisis, is contributing to it. Yeah, well, Sam, we're running out of time. We have about one more minute to go. Can you tell people where to go to take a look at this? Uh, Well, um, if you want to look at, I mean, I would suggest that folks go to our website, um, which is veteranspolicy.org, and look at our analysis of um, of of the questions they didn't ask, and then we have some stuff on it that, um, you know, our articles. But you can go to the Federal Register to see, um, you know, just the put in VA, mm-hmm. yeah, the VA Secretary Recommendations Federal Register, and that'll what you mentioned, Damon, will come up. You know, the yeah. introduction, blah blah blah. Well, we have to have we have to have you back on this issue. This issue is not going anywhere. And we will have you back at some point to talk about this again in, in depth because uh, this is not going anywhere. But uh, we actually uh, are very, very appreciative having you as a partner, Veterans Healthcare Policy Institute, VHPI. Uh, you rock, um, as we say in the military, Suzanne. <laughs> <laughs> so, so do you. So, do you. <laughs> so uh, we will have you back. But stay with us. Stay with us. We're going into another segment, and we will be right back. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.